Hey there, friendos. Hey, zebras. This episode of the podcast is with one of the podcast sponsors. Her name is Erin Myers. She runs Harlequin Pepper Yoga HPY. You can also call it Happy. It's in downtown Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've been taking yoga for a form of yoga for a few years now, and uh, she became a a podcast sponsor a few months ago. I think that yoga is incredibly important for everybody. No matter who you are, no matter what form of fitness you're involved in, yoga can always be a supplement to what you do, and especially for guys. A lot of guys, I used to be a a weightlifter, and uh, guys would just laugh off yoga like it wasn't something that was important, like flexibility was not something that was important or something that wasn't attainable for them. And I think that especially for men, yoga is an an important part of uh, your life, Women are naturally flexible more so than guys are. So uh, guys out there, if you're listening to this, you need this in your life. Do not deny the yoga. And also, do not deny our sponsors who make this podcast possible. Uh, Juice in downtown Hollidaysburg, right down the street from Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Ironically, Aaron, who runs uh, HP Happy, is uh, also works at Juice with Jen. Uh, 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. Jen has an amazing juice bar. It's J-O-O-S, Juice, at The Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram. Cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, uh, healthy, delicious ways to keep your body in tune and get all natural ingredients and vitamins and minerals. Everything you need to keep yourself healthy and running well is at Juice. Also, things that keep you running well come from Trade Secrets. Uh, Downtown Altoona. An all-natural body line care products that are all made in-house. Facebook is Secrets and Trade, and Instagram is Trade Secrets underscore skincare. All-natural deodorants, bath bombs, wax candles, lip bombs, uh, body lotions, plus a whole lot more. And you can get the entire ingredient list for each item on the items themselves, which is a very short ingredient list because they're all natural products. That's the beautiful part of Trade Secrets. Let's get this podcast started, my friends. This is Rob Z Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome to the Launchbox Studios in downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, We're here live for another episode of the show. And uh, today, Aaron Myers with me. Thank you very much for being here, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, owner and operator of Harlequin Pepper Yoga. in downtown Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Yes. I start I start every podcast with this. If you uh, do not live in the Altoona, Hollidaysburg area, you know, because podcasts are all over the world. Right. You know, I think this is going to be a cool podcast for anybody, even if you can't take yoga in the area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It's applicable for other it yoga is. studios. It is. Yeah. Um, but I think if you live here, you'll get a lot of great information and find out what you're all about. Yeah. Uh, so just to start off, I guess, you know, I am... Very passionate about yoga. I love yoga, and I think that one of the things I do want to talk about is why not enough guys take yoga. It's yeah, a major issue. A, it is, yeah. Which I have to say, knowing you for I've known you for a while. I did not know though when we first talked that you did yoga. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I, I was didn't. very surprised. Right? I was ready for like the the usual comment that I get from a lot of men. That's oh, I'm not flexible. So I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I was waiting for that. It'll never was, happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, not oh. flexible, so I can't ever be flexible. Right. Just forget it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But no, that was really cool because then it, because usually the conversation stops and then it turns into <laughs> like, am I trying to sell this or am I trying to teach you the benefits uh, of it? Right, so, right. but that was really, and you do remind me. DDP yes, yoga. Yes, which I ended up looking at. Did you check up, that out? Which was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he, it's advertised as like guys yoga. I yeah. Because he's an old, he's a former pro wrestler. Yeah. Um, so I, I, before talking about what you do, yeah. I'll talk about my background <laughs> in it. Just so people get an idea, like this is something I've been passionate about now for probably about three years. So I, I used to lift weights a lot um, for probably close to a decade, just lifted weights. Yeah. Didn't do a whole lot of cardio, a little bit. And I uh, didn't do any stretching whatsoever. Then uh, we, we had our son, Max. Now he's three and a half. But I, I quit working out for about a year. And in that year from lifting weights to finding out that I needed to do something, um, I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. I had so much back pain, shoulder right. pain. And half of it, I guess, I read was that, you know, if your body's used to physical stress and you stop doing it, your, your body, like, freaks out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's Your body's smarter than I 
than we give it credit for, which is kind of sad. But like, yeah. I think that that seems to be a very recurring kind of uh, like cycle for everyone. Like they'll work out, they do, they, you know, kind of have their shtick that they do. And then life event happens, kids, job, whatever, moving, you know, something that changes the course of, or even just getting into another decade of life right, will do yeah. it. And then it's kind of like, well, then you just stop and then you're like, oh, it's like a reality check that I need to do something, you know? So, and just being in pain, that's a huge, huge thing. I mean, I, I would have to say that I probably like 90% of the people that come in, that's like the number one thing. Cause I always like check to see if people have like injuries or mm -hmm. if there's something just because it's more the, to be aware of it as the teacher. But that's a that's a big thing, the pain, and, and, well, usually, and it's like phantom pain almost. Like I couldn't yeah. figure out how to get rid of it. Like I got having, right. uh, having a kid, like you carry them all the time, yes. so it's like carrying something and picking something up. My shoulders were killing me, and I couldn't. I, I had like I have a roller ball. I got um, one of those Himalayan mats. Oh yeah, I yeah, have yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> the cross ball that I was rolling on, and it was kind of helping, but it wasn't like curing the issue. Right, right. And it, I'm not saying yeah. I, I'm cured or anything like that, but yoga is just well, unbelievably it, helpful. Yeah, you have to like you have to look at it like like we always say. There's not like one pill for anything. It has to be integrative with what you're doing. And I think the reason that people shy away from yoga is because whatever it is that they might think that the movement might be too easy or too hard like because you know instagram can do that or i call it like insta yoga where it can be really intimidating but really at the end of the day it's about your posture and just functionally moving through stuff and like having more like i like to concentrate on getting you on your hands more because we don't do that we like we're used to being on our feet standing upright and to build up your your upper body strength and even your core to get more on your hands but in order to do that though you gotta you have to kind of start from the ground up you know so yeah. and the pain the pain actually goes away I feel whenever your body gets back into the way that's supposed to work, you know, it's right. resistant sometimes at first where you're well, like, it takes you know, a while. It it's, it's not like a, yeah, it's not a, no, it's not a quick fix, but it's definitely something we were just talking about that in class this morning that I had someone that had been there for, this is like going on like her first month probably. And even within that little span of time, she noticed a change just in her, her back and her posture where she was standing with her shoulders, you know, just in line with her pelvis instead mm -hmm. of standing, you know, nice and straight, like we're told when we're like kids. And she said, what a difference that made. Even when she's doing stuff with her kids where she's like picking them up, she's like, I watched that I like, I'm using my stomach muscles more and I'm doing, you know, more with my core. So I'm not just like hunched over. So it just helps you become aware. Yeah. Think of your body. Yeah. And you how know? you're supposed, and um, one of the things I learned, one of the biggest things that I learned was um, I had, I threw my lower back out back in like last May. And I was talking to uh, one of the, I take jujitsu from Alan Coble, who I've been trying to get on this podcast, but he won't do it. Um, <laughs> but he gave me this one tip because I was doing yoga a lot and I still threw my back out. And he's like, you know, one of the issues might be you're not activating all of your muscles. And yeah. he taught me to activate my glutes. Yeah. And I never They're... activate my glutes. And he's like, and he like put his hand on my butt and it was weird for a minute. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and he's like, make that muscle work. Oh, And I did. Yes. And he's like, there, you, and that's, he's like, that's it. Yeah. And there's like little things like that that were, mm -hmm. you're never taught. No. Like phys ed class is not going to teach you that. No, you're, no. Like, how do and you figure it out? It even, um, there's a lot of times too, like that's part of why we plateau and why we have kind of issues with even like lifting weights and things like that because we know like kind of okay this is like how I'm supposed to do it but the difference of going through the motions and then activating the muscles like you're saying with the glutes like that's actually something that we start with every single class it's always glutes core and shoulders because once those are all kind of synced up man, everything else just works all together. And then you don't have, when the glutes don't don't work, because we're used to just sitting, you know, for most of us, that's what we do all day. We just sit, yeah. or or if we have a standing job, it gives us time for those, our backs to like, you know, sway. And like, I call it like a duck butt where your like tailbone <laughs> like sticks out like a yeah, little You're not duck, activating you know? any muscles, you're no. just standing. Yeah, and you're just, then every all your joints kind of just jam together and you're just, you're letting your skeleton kind of just prop you up. Mm. And when the glutes engage and turn on, then there's a difference between the pelvis 
and then even just hip movement, which is like a big thing I was doing this week where I'm trying to talk about how the pelvis is a different kind of animal than just like the hip joint itself. And you have the glutes got to be on and so do the, the abs, you know, because you can't do one without the other. They're, the body's cool like that. Like it makes, it has like, you know, your abs are in the front and the glutes are in the back and they have to work in tandem together right. to keep your pelvis and everything else in line. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Like, you're worried about getting rock hard abs, but you don't like yeah. think about the butt or the hips or anything. And like, yeah, tying it all together is essential. Yeah, one of the things that I talk about in my fundamentals class is the difference of doing abdominal work and the layers of the abs. So, which actually, the average person, you know, I have a medical background, so you know, I I get how the body works. I've done like the work to understand it, but. A lot of people don't understand that there's, you know, there's superficial, there's intermediate and there's deep muscles and they're not all just like one big like thing, you know, there there's different layers to it. So when you're doing something before you'd even curl up, like a lot of us do crunches with like our feet on the ground, our hips, like, you know, we're at like a little angle. So usually the hip flexors are working, mm -hmm. the back is arching a little bit and you're just getting those like rectus abdominis, like the six pack abs. So before you do anything, you know, I try to engage the transverse and show where it is because that's when you can get those deep, deep core to work. I mean, I was a personal trainer and then I did a lot of other stuff. I was a dancer and, you know, they, we do like planks and stuff and I'm, they're like, use your core, use your core. And I'm telling people to use their core. Meanwhile, I'm like, I have no idea where my core is. <laughs> like, I can't engage that if I try. It's in this general area yeah. right here. Yeah. I'm like, I think, I think it's on. And then I would kind of like almost tent my abs like up a little bit instead of drawing them in towards like my spine. And that was really, I've started to make that connection of when I'm now like even lifting my leg or like bringing my like knee into my chest that my abs are initiating the movement mm -hmm. and that's huge like and that's the, that is the nice thing about yoga that you start to if you continue on with it I mean it's like that with anything when you when you commit you to gotta doing put the time it. in really yeah and, I, and everything that I listen to every time <clears throat> it's like a, there's a 67 day learning curve to become a habit but then there's 18 months is and that then what it's it like, is? I don't. Like, I. I'm, like eighteen months is like if you do something for eighteen months straight, or at least on a consistent like weekly right, basis, yeah. it's gonna like stick yeah. in your head. It's it's gonna really like be a part of you. Then I knew it was so, like a. I didn't know what like the time frame it, it was, was. Like a so. sixty-seven day, a six-month, an eighteen-month. Like if you stick with something for like two years, it's like a part of your life. Oh wow! Permanently kind oh, of that's thing, interesting. and you can always go back to it. Oh. Um, and I, I find that with that's how I feel about yoga. And yeah. I'm, I'm getting close. To that I'm I'm like close to the eighteen-month mark, and I now. Like if my if I don't do it, my yeah. body's like yelling at me. Yeah, that's, that's how I kind of feel. That's how I I actually open up a lot of my classes with them um, with like fascial release and like kind of be, that's my thing. Like where if I don't do that, like a couple of days, like if I miss a day of that, even if it's just very minute and just you know, even if I'm just trying to like get my get my back because my shoulders get kind of tense sometimes. That is one of those things where I feel it. I'm like, oh, nope. Like, I feel like, yeah, I was like, where's my walker? <laughs> I got to get out of the bed. I can't move. But that's, it is true, though, that you get, like, when you get into the habit of it, your body wants to move. Like, that's, yeah. you know, being sedentary is, I know it feels good to just, you know, have lazy days. It's not that you can't do that. But we are more sedentary than we ever have been we're not meant this body is not meant if we were meant to be sedentary yeah. we'd be like a round ball of mush <laughs> which is what we turn into <laughs> that's more sedentary that we like get. we have legs and hips for a reason like you're supposed to what, what is the average yeah. human you're supposed to walk for like the average human i guess traditionally walk for like four to six miles a day yeah that's what we actually in class i was doing a little mini class session about uh east versus western squatting even and like how oh, okay. like even like when like with walking and like we would like you know kind of squat down around like a campfire or stuff like that like that was and it was so interesting to even talk about like the anthropologic like beginnings of it because we kind of like stopped doing that because we were like well there's no reason for us to do that we're just gonna squat like we have like like weights on our, you know like we do in the gym and it was incredible to see 
that the hips are actually capable of moving at an angle more than like 90 degrees. Like we tend to like shy away from that because we're like, oh no, like don't want to do that. But if you trust your body, yeah, yeah, that's like, and then I realized, oh, okay, like I would have never been able to do this that many years ago because I didn't know to engage my abdominals, my glutes, you know, and then now it's like, whoa, like this is, this is really cool. So now like after doing yoga for, for like 15 years, this finally now learning how to functionally move with it has made a huge difference like in my practice like i i do things like inversions and handstands but that's not because like i'm trying to be like the ego gets in the way that's how yoga used to be for me it it was definitely an ego thing yeah yeah i was like oh i can do that but meanwhile my like alignment was terrible like i was relying on you know, by chance that I could be flexible. I relied on my flexibility because I was a dancer. So that was easy yeah. for me. I well, didn't. What kind of dance did you do? Uh, ballet. Okay. I mean, pretty much everything, but classical ballet. So a lot of turnouts and, you know, things that the average, you know, body doesn't really do. So I was able to just do these absurd things because I could rely on my flexibility. Now, meanwhile, my joints were like screaming. So when I started to do this style and take it more functional, um, oh, it was a big ego check because I had to like my like downward dog was just it was it was I, I mean, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, <laughs> you know, like when I got it like fixed and made it more anatomically functional, it was a big ego check for me. And then but what was amazing was that and I had an injured rotator cuff that was from years of just like just like beating it like not not taking care of it not engaging my muscles and I didn't realize that I was like sinking in like sagging in my joints like I was relying on my like my knowledge of yoga and the things that I had learned and it was more the aesthetic of it for me and that just I mean you know that takes a while I think I think that's it's it's different for everybody but then over time I got stronger and then that's why I do more inversions and more handstands and we actually talk about that in class where I tell people don't be afraid of looking at stuff on Instagram but after you start to learn like how the body works you're able to to see like oh that's why that person does this more advanced move it's not to intimidate you it's just that in their practice they've got to this point it'd be like you know you're done with high school and you want to go further, so you need more education. So you need more of a challenge. It's just, it's yeah. always. You're not so, going to go back to elementary school. Right. Like yeah. You're going to do the. Right. You want to do the next, like, logical progression. Yeah. And I guess on Instagram, like, you're, are you, you're kind of, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, because whenever I see stuff, if you don't know what yoga is about, because I don't know everything at all. Um, right. But I know enough to see when somebody's doing something. I'm like, wow, that is really impressive. But you're not going to do a basic move. What do you, nobody wants to see right. like a basic simple Which, downward dog. You, you know, want to see <laughs> something elaborate, right? Yeah. Which is interesting because um, that's what. So I just have been posting stuff on my my Instagram mostly because. What is your Instagram so people can it find? It is. Oh, hold on. Fancy Otter 16. Fancy Otter. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy's my nickname and I love otters and 16's my favorite number. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it but clearly was not going to be my professional. But the studio is Harlequin Pepper it Yoga. Is. Yeah. On yeah, it is. So I am, um, I post stuff and there are times where actually right now I'm um, doing stuff that's, uh, it's really probably pretty boring. Like if people would see the hashtag yoga and then they're watching it. It's really more about like the anatomical alignment. But the thing is with that is that if once you, and we, we joke about this, like a couple other um, people that I'm friends with and like uh, a couple people that come to the studio in, in the lightest, like in, you know, not being negative towards like, cause it's not about being judgmental towards like anybody that what they're doing. That's I'm, it's great that they're doing yoga, you know, but there are times though where you'll see someone doing something where you looks like really impressive. And then we'll say, like, we turn into, like, yoga snobs. We're like, they're not externally rotating their arms from their shoulders. <laughs> like, their shoulder. But those are the things, though, that we've done, too, though. Like, it is, it, I've done all of those things to, and I'm always learning. I think that's, that's the part of yoga that is having, like, the, the openness to know that you can't get, like, stuck in your way. You have to be open to trying other things. Yeah. And so, like, I'll do like stuff that's more like 
hire like an inversion or handstand work. And um, I get you on your hands like right away anyway in class. Like, I mean, because even someone said to me, why are we doing a handstand right away? I'm like, well, we're not. Actually, we're engaging our shoulders, which are then engaging your abdominals and your glutes. So all I'm doing is getting you on your hands. And it just changed the paradigm. I was like, no, 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 it's not about like how long you can stay up there. It's about while you're up there, can you get all those muscles to really engage so that your progression starts to go there? And that's one of the the nice things that in class, everybody's kind of gone through that. So everybody is so, it doesn't have that feel where, you know, do you ever do that where you go to like a class or you go to something and then, I mean, even at the gym and you see people and you're like, oh, well, I'll just be over here in my hole because right. I'm a total cool. worthless I'm just the piece of worst. garbage. <laughs> yeah. I just, or like someone's beside me and they're, you know, like it's just your ego just gets in the way, you know, yeah. and that's hard. I mean, you can say as much as you want to. That, that's like, why I like doing it by myself know. in my living room. There's nobody there judging me. Yeah. And that, <laughs> or I'm not, I, yeah. I'm not comparing myself. Right. Which is a good thing on yeah. a certain level, oh, as long yeah. as you don't get discouraged by it. That's, and actually, when I opened the studio, that was a big choice not to have mirrors because I. I felt that, I mean, they have their place and like as, you know, dancer, that was, everything's about the aesthetic and the align, but the, like how you're making your lines and the movement, but this was just different. Like I felt that, you know, that's, and it's, it, you know what, if you have them, that's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It mm -hmm. just was for me, I felt that, you know what, I like to engage with the, with the students in class and, you know, I have the class prepared ahead of time. So I'm, I know it and I'm teaching it and then I'm walking around and like assisting people and then they they rely on how their body feels and they start to make that muscle memory not from looking at something mm -hmm. because if you rely on that too much that just you know that can really go south pretty quick you know so yeah. it's not that there's anything wrong with it and I, I encourage people to actually video themselves. Well, especially in yoga, moving your body to to look at yourself, you're gonna mess you're gonna, up what you're doing. Right. You I actually, I always that. say that I'm like, oh, it's such a bummer whenever people have to like look up at me. So I'll kind of, if I have like something that's gonna be a little bit complicated, I'll show it first at the maybe at the detriment of kind of like maybe like ruining like the flow a little bit, just because I don't want them in the middle to be like craning their neck up at me, you know? Because yeah. I'm like, oh, like that's such a you know, so I, that is a, that's a, that's a challenge, you know, yeah. to do that. Cause you can absolutely do that. We even. You should make your floor like a video screen. <laughs> so as they're facing down, they can see what, they can see what I'm doing. I know. It's like, yeah. How can I get technology to work in yoga? I've honestly thought more. that during yoga because I, I doing, doing something the way I would do it is it's on a TV. So before I learned all the moves, I had to look up a lot and I, yeah. always, and I would put yeah. it on my iPad so oh, I could that's a smart lay idea. it underneath me and I could yeah. see it. That's because, a really smart idea. Because that's really hard. I mean, that, that, and you can like tweak your neck, tweak your back, oh, twisting your body around trying to look. Yeah. That's when we do in some of the higher level classes, when we go over some like arm balances and things like that, one of the important things is to take it like, I'll, I'll kind of show the whole thing and then. I'll say like this, it, it's so, it's funny. People ask me, well, what's like the end result? Where do I need, like, what's like the end thing? I'm like, well, there's really no, like, I know it sounds very philosophical, but mm. <laughs> there's really like no end, end game here. <laughs> it's a constant <laughs> growing of your body. But right. the end, like, you know, to make it very concrete, the pose, like the posture, you know, I'll kind of show that. But I like to show the progression because sometimes you might have days where you get it and it's great. And then other days, not so much. So I think it's mm -hmm. good to learn the like the you know the beginning stuff and then the intermediate stuff because then you can go back to that and maybe strengthen that. You know, so that's like that's imperative, like that you do that. You know, not be afraid to like every time, like I gotta nail it every single time. Yeah. No, there are days where I I don't do that. Well, let know? me see how you feel about this because I've noticed when when I first started doing it. Um, it was all about because my my muscles weren't strong enough. And coming from lifting weights, you think like, oh, I'm strong. But <laughs> yes. you're only working certain muscles. When you do yoga, there's, and the way I, it's been described to yeah. me is like, you're working those tiny oh, little muscles, ligaments, tendons, stabilizers. Yeah. And when you get those strong, you're like, wow, I feel I feel oh. overall stronger yeah. than when you're yeah. like just doing curls and bench press. Like yes. So that was one part of it that I, I really enjoy is just understanding that my body overall is stronger. And on a mm -hmm. point of like, I can stand on one foot and like I'm yeah, like a tree. Solid. Uh, yeah. I guess like that's one of the expressions, right? You know, yeah. like standing like a tree because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're held together pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah. But the other part of it is 
Uh, crap, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga does Darn it. It takes it you away. into places. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Having the train of thought. That was exactly what I, okay, that was the point. Um, the point was, now I realize as I'm getting, my, my body's getting stronger, the thing that will mess me up the most is my focus. Uh, so if my yeah. mind is somewhere else, I'll sure. drop a pose, I'll fall over. You've got to be yeah. focused in. Yeah. And um, the meditation part really comes in that's, up to it. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a really good point because... Um, you know, as a, as a practitioner and then as a teacher, there's always that, I feel like I always have this like, you know, push and pull where I think, oh, am I like, am I, am I teaching enough of like yoga as like, you know, the embodiment of like even the philosophical side and like, you know, adding in like meditation and all these things. And you're like, oh, I can't I only have like an hour or an hour and a half. How do I get all this in there? You know, right. it's like one of those things where I'm like, please come back so you can <laughs> you can get the next part I'm of it. I'm not this. trying to take all your money. I'm trying you, you, yeah. you need to know more information. Yeah. I'm like, trust me, that's just that's just like the tip of the iceberg. But the meditation part um, as a teacher, just to like be transparent, like I sometimes feel that um, I don't maybe enough like into that sometimes but on the flip side I have people that um, I think that you know I don't really have anybody that comes to me and says I really wish you had more meditation <laughs> usually <laughs> it's like thank goodness you don't make me like you know like chant om 10 times a day. Right, you know right, yeah. I mean like so and that's just my style of teaching but one of the things that I do notice is that because we are so focused during class of you know I'm like giving you these cues and the the really great thing is to see and to see the students when I say it, then they can actually adjust themselves. I mean, I love being able to adjust people, but boy, that's a great moment whenever somebody has like they can take their like mind and then connect it to, oh, yeah, yeah I got to like open my shoulders and I say it and then they do it, mm-hmm. you know. And so to see that progression, but that right there is its own meditation because it's almost like a moving meditation so at the end of class um i you know after savasana everybody that comes into the studio knows that i close with uh, the singing bowl and i'll do that so that and it's just about mindfulness like and i try i give like a very like brief little you know kind of my little intro with it and the meditation side of that, it's really not about just like dumping everything out of your, your head. Like that's that's not like our brains, they're supposed to be constantly going, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, that's part of it. So you have to learn how to, how do I do this and be in the present moment, be aware of my surroundings, but then kind of just let everything go. It's like that, uh, like, you know, I can only relate to it as a dancer, but you know, when people talk about being in the zone, yeah, yeah, it's the flow it's state. A, the yeah, zone, yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So um, at the end, I like to kind of add that where I'll say, like, listen to the singing bowl until you can't hear it anymore. And just and that's actually from a teacher that I trained with. And I thought that's such a nice way that they were, you know, it was during like our teacher training. I thought that's really helpful because your brain by the end of Savasana, like, you know, when someone they tell you to like roll over and come to a seated position, like, okay, class is over. I'm already like, I got to go get groceries. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I felt that it was a really nice way of like, you know, practicing mindfulness, not making it overwhelming and also, you know, ending with not being that anxious state of living in like in the future where someone once told me it might have actually been the same teacher that they're we're called human beings but we really should be called like human doings because we don't have any like just be you know it's yes. that's hard for us we're always doing 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 yeah it's always the past or the or the future yeah it's hard yeah to be right in the right spot and at. so just with the with the bowl and you know you can do it with breath work too it's and even like during yoga with like the flow you know i'll say like with your inhale and your exhale in each movement and it'll start you'll start doing that where it'll be everything clears out i don't even need to cue you to say like all right focusing on this you are just doing it you yeah. know and it's such a good it you can really tell because like even the energy in the room will be like that where it'll just everyone is kind of in sync and doing their own own thing like they're really like it's happening for them on the mat so i don't i haven't seen that yet where i've you know if someone's struggling too it's your job as the teacher to kind of go over and like see what you can because sometimes some visualizations do not work for some people it really doesn't so that's important to realize that everybody's an individual yeah and 
you know, what might work for this person might not work for for the other one, you yeah. know? So that's, and that's fun for me because I'm such like a analytical, like problem solver. <laughs> I'm like, how can I make this work for you? <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point though. Cause I don't, oh, I wish I could say that I sit and meditate every day, but I don't. <laughs> I really not many do. people do. It's, yeah, yeah it's... I mean, I try to, I, I actually have time blocked out on my calendar, like in my schedule to make sure that um, I have like from, for like a half hour, every day I have what I would consider to be uh, I call it nap <laughs> it says like nap on my like eye calendar but all that it is is um it's just like sensory deprivation for me where I put on right. like I was I said before we started I have like the like they're for the gun range actually they're like the big like noise canceling like yeah you know headphone kind of things and and I will just lay there and completely disconnect from everything like phones in the other room and it's that actually, even if I have to just bring myself back to my breath and it can, I mean, some days it's like, I'm like, my inhale hasn't finished and I'm already doing my bills like right. <laughs> in my head, yes, you know yeah. what I mean? So some days, yeah, sometimes it, your yeah. brain's like, a, like yeah. it's just flying other days, yeah. not so much. Um, and I've talked about it that nauseam probably on some of the episodes of this podcast, but you know, there's, there's so many benefits that, I, that you gain from it. Number one, well, like you said, there's many different forms of meditation. So one of the things I love about yoga is, especially the hard poses, yeah. it forces you to go to that place. It does. Because if you it don't does. go to that place, you're not going to hold the pose. It's right. not going to happen. So unless you're in that place, and, and the funniest part is, as soon as you recognize you're in that place, you're out of that place. Right. And you're going to screw up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so strange that way. But uh, but just like I, ways that I've found, like great ways to if you if you can't just sit down and be still go for a walk without headphones without music yeah not, not like mm -hmm. going for a walk and talking to somebody or anything like go right, for a walk right. by yourself and just oh like mindful just come to you. mindful Stuff just walking comes to you. is really nice too like that's really like a cool i had never done that until like my teacher training and i was like first i was like oh i feel really awkward doing this right and then then i was like oh this is actually this is pretty cool i've like, had some of know? my best ideas mindful walking things yes. just come to you and in, in yoga too things will come to me and uh, i'm like oh crap i gotta write that down so i'll stop for a second <laughs> and like write something down yeah. but it's those oh, times yeah. that i was just saying we were doing i was doing a podcast last night with uh uh bill zimmerman we were talking and i was saying to him you know there's something about those ideas that they're not going to come to you at any other point you can't like sit and watch tv many no, yeah. people sit and watch tv and they're mm -hmm. like oh i'm relaxing i'm watching tv like your body's relaxing, but you're but not you're, letting your mind relax. Right, you're exactly. You're still like concentrating on something. Yeah, and I think it's important too to to realize that, like we we're social creatures. By even those of us that are like introverted and like you know we recharge being by ourselves. But I the creativity side. If I just go throughout my week and I and this happens to me sometimes where I just it's studio home, studio home, you know, and I, I'm never I don't take time to to get out and kind of experience stuff, even if it's not interacting with people, just being out around people. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get as much like creative juices flowing or just even perspective on things. You know, you get kind of like in your own bubble. Yeah. And that can be even just you know, if you're just, you know, going to work, groceries, home, like, you know, you get into this like daily grind and I feel like it's like we just kind of become numb to that, you know, that that's okay, you know. And then also, too, I've, I'm finding that I am so glad that that I, I'm lucky enough that with having a studio and owning my own business, like when I have days that I need to just like I can schedule that in and they're not. You know, you can't take sick days like any, it's like, you know, right. take a, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, you have perfect attendance and like, it's like, yeah. wow, that's, Doesn't that's fantastic. So what now? Like, I'm like a stressed out mess, like my eyes twitching and I'm right. like, you know, <laughs> ball of tension, but I haven't missed any days of work. Like, yeah. you know, but that's, you're right. Like some of the best stuff comes whenever you don't have any kind of pressure to do anything, like no expectation. Like that's. We need to have more of that, of having not, like not having expectations. Even like on the mat, I don't expect my body to do stuff. Like I, I'm working with it to get into these, like to get into these alignments and stuff. Like uh, my hamstrings are such a great example of this. 
I used to expect my hamstrings to, they got, they, my, my legs should be straight in downward dog. I mean, that was like, you know, I was expect because it's, it's that idea like you want it to look a certain way. Then somebody was like, well, you know, if you bend them, you bend your knees and your back will straighten out a lot more, you won't put so much pressure on your lower back. And I was oh. like, oh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give this a try. So meanwhile, here I am, the only like, you know, I felt like the only schmuck in yoga class with their knees bent. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, cut to like a year and a half later, my knees still kind of bend a little bit here and there, like when I need them to, because I listen to them. But oh man, am I like in tune with, because I don't have an expectation. I'm like, you guys are fine. Do right. what you got to do today. It's all right. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's all check in with you later. But it <laughs> makes you feel better because you're so then you become so where you under you know, what your body's going through. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you really it's kind of cliche whenever you say it's about the journey or you become so in tune with your body or, you know, I hear those phrases and it makes me want to like internally roll my eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And but I've become like that where I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, well, there's certain too. people who can say it and you're like, please. <laughs> and then somebody else says, yeah. and you're like, wow, they really know what they're talking about. Yeah. They actually are living it. Yeah. So and it's it's a fun. A it, it's been great to do that, to have like that journey of doing that, because that's really, you know, what I mean, like what else we go through, like we go through life and we have all of our things and it's like our daily check off of everything we got to do. But like, I mean, it's this is the body that I got. You know, may as well Deal with it. do something. Yeah. And it's not, I think once I got over the, uh, the aesthetic of it, then it wasn't like yoga for weight loss, yoga for this, yoga for that. It was right. more like, Ooh, yoga, like, but my body can do, can do all these things. And I wanted to see where it could go and not in an extreme way. Mm -hmm. It's more like there are days where, yeah, my, my shoulders and I get just fatigued, like from teaching like so many hours in I a bet. day. But yeah. that's hard. It, it, I do have days like that where I'm like, people are like, oh, it must be nice to teach yoga all day. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it is. But also some of it too is that like my body gets kind of fatigued. So I have to listen to it. So it's actually forced me to learn to, to like, again, take my ego out of it. Cause that's a, that's hard. That's really hard in the age of social media and like, promoting yourself you know how do you how do you do that like as a yoga teacher and still like try to have some humility you yeah know? that is tough right like that's that's ha that is hard have you ever seen um jp sears he's a Why does that sound really he's a redheaded guy he's like a mindfulness yoga guy but he does like woke af do you ever see yes oh he's so funny yes 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 and he's such a real authentic guy i've been following him for a while now and he kills me because he's so cheesy and corny and his wife's yeah. awesome too but like he's the perfect combination of like cheesy and corny he's so he promotes himself but he's very sarcastic and makes fun right, of what right. he is all about right right it's, it's the perfect combination of all of it because you know he's authentic but you also know that he gets it, that it, that it can be very, you very douchebaggy. Yes. Yeah. You have to, you have to really like, um, like, so Jen, like from juice, she, we always, it's so funny. I'm like, I said to her, this is a while ago. I don't know if she even remembers this, but I was saying, I'm like a cliche, like I'm a walking cliche <laughs> where I'm like, I, I'm a nurse that works at a, you know, who, who stopped their full-time job and now owns a yoga studio and I work at a juice bar one day a week. Oh, you, you know, work at juice as know, well? I do. Oh, I do okay. like one day. I do like just the morning, like an hour and a half because I just. I, I'm rolling my eyes know. right now in my head like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> I got the mala beads on that I've had for like 10 years. You know, I was like, it's it's like, you know, what is that? They're like, you know, crap yoga people say. Well, I got like, my, you know, it's like my fair trade and my organic thing. I right, mean, yeah. but like it is kind of comical like in a way because I'm like oh I gotta make sure I have my kombucha like you know this is like yeah. my life like <laughs> but they all go together that's why they, but that's why do. if you were in that lifestyle you end yeah. up all these things are attracted to you because they all make sense together yeah and what's you know what's really interesting is that I have learned that the more that I so I don't I try not to delve into you know I follow you like yoga people and I have like but I actually try to branch out from that and um, there's actually a guy that takes class. He's a pastor and we have like this unofficial like book club where we, so in, he, you know, it's like to, so that we can like, like he's trying to branch off from like the spirituality side where he's like, I don't want to see like one more, one more book. I want to like look at something that's about something totally yeah. out there. And so we, that's good that he's like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, be. it's really good. Like, so we, we just exchanged a couple books and I gave him one on like, you know, the, 
uh, atomic, like it was like about the atomic bomb and like the people that like in like Tennessee and like the, the factory and like the oh. women that work there. And he gave me one on uh, all the futuristic things that were supposed to happen in like the year 2000. It's hilarious. Oh, it's okay. like all these old advertisements. Oh, but that'd be funny. It was great. And stuff like that actually is more inspiring to me with because it gives me a, like about humanity like yeah it's great i mean I, I love looking at like you know vegan stuff and like healthy foods and things like that but i'm like there anybody else i order domino's sometimes i eat a whole pizza myself yeah you go <laughs> it's <laughs> diversity yeah right? i mean yeah it's uh what moderation everything is good in moderation including moderation right like, yes you gotta exactly because that's i mean who people that go to yoga are yeah are people that, that go to yoga and have been doing it but what about the people that there are so many people that don't that don't do it. Like you were saying at the very beginning, like why guys don't go. How many guys go to your class? Uh, I think I have a total of kind of like a revolving door of probably about like a dozen oh, or okay. so. It's not, it's actually I mean, is they, it guys coming with their wives and girlfriends, or is it guys coming on their own? Two or three of them come in like that. Then I have then the the population will jump like the demographic to like. Um, like 40 and older and yeah, how many like 20 year old guys go usually they're but with their girlfriends. <laughs> okay yeah like the girlfriends. girlfriends yeah which and they're know, wearing like a cut off and it's so you can very see and which stuff. is really they're very like oh this is like you know it's because the room is like it just reeks of estrogen so i mean they're probably like weirded <laughs> out already you know but actually the it's so fun for me to have men in class because their bodies are so different like when we do Tight. yeah like yeah like the shoulders in general I, yeah. I love it because you know obviously with their consent i'll say can i, can I like can i show you this this is really interesting and i'll actually have like other people in class because so if they're doing down on the wall which is like doing that little upside down l shape at the wall because guys just their the pecs are, are the muscles that are bigger than they would be for women when they go to straighten themselves out with their legs the pecs grip and guys have the strength to be able to kind of like push their body over right. instead of lining their like coming up upright and put their pelvis on top of their shoulders because the pecs take over and plus there's not as much shoulder mobility and the funny part is that a lot of them um don't this is not everybody but when i i say whoa 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 back it up back it up like you're good you you don't need to do that like go push yourself back straighten your arms and then try it and you're not gonna be able to come as forward as far and they will just keep doing it and doing it and doing. you know it's like the right. like bug that keeps trying to get into like the house and hits the window like every time yeah and i'm like okay okay I'm like stop 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 try this again and i only want you to go to here so I think like you're saying, like with working out, like um, the guy that's talking about this, the pastor, he actually said that that is something he worked out for years and nobody, you know, it was just like, just do it, just do it. That's doesn't matter. The, yeah. Just do it, you know, like push through it. And I think now seeing these guys like progress, it's amazing. Like I would love to see like how their gym work ends up going because when the hardest thing too is like you know i tell them like don't let your traps take over let like the shoulders do the work let your back engage then bring your abdominals and your glutes you know use all those to get into this position mm -hmm. it's not just about isolating it you know really push through the ground you know exhale out to get your abdominals to consolidate and what a big difference it makes like they just even after like one day like they come back like maybe a week later or whatever and you see that the brain is working and they realize that it's not about like the who can like you know just yeah. crank one more like you know because that's like you that's know. what weightlifting is it it's, is it's powering through something and yoga is the exact opposite of that so right. it's a great compliment because yeah and honestly i'd like to come in because there's probably things that i'm doing and when i do yoga that i'm probably doing totally wrong so I, i'm doing it know, by myself i love going I'm, to class like myself like because i'm like oh please fix me like right know? yeah i'm like because you know that is true like when you do it by yourself after a while like that's why you know i video myself and because i'm like oh the, just the other day actually i was noticing that i was um like compensating like my abs must not have been like kicking on the way I like felt they were. And I was like rounding in my back at a certain point that I didn't think I was. It was kind of this like new little habit that I was picking up. And oh, I thought, okay. oh, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't have known that, you know, I, like I said, I video it just because I don't have the time to go take classes often as I'd like, you know, so, but that's a good. Well, and being you know, an instructor. 
Yeah. Like you need to make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what? I will say one of the things that, and I don't take myself too seriously, but when I'm teaching, I'm like, so <laughs> like I'll do something and you know, inevitably nine times out of 10, it's like, oh yeah, you make it look so easy. I'm like, listen, I wish that you guys could have seen me like, you know, a couple years ago when I was trying to do this because and then I, I fall out of stuff a lot. Like I sometimes I do not have like the you know full expression of like the posture, but I think that's um, that's important because I I don't it, it's really not about me being in the front of the room and just doing stuff and everyone following me. It's about you know me showing you like hey I'm human. <laughs> I can't yeah. do some of these things. I'm working on it. But then it's great because then I think that kind of helps break the barrier of feeling like oh my gosh like she expects me to do that I'm like no oh absolutely you know? that's a huge part of it yeah yeah feeling like your instructor's a million leagues above <laughs> you and they're they don't even yeah meanwhile forget what it was like oh uh, meanwhile as i sit there and like at, at the end of class i i always think i wish people could like there was like a monitor above my head like the, like the little bubble of like my thoughts yeah, right because they'd be like oh wow she's like really really out there <laughs> you know like my brain is like ping-ponging around and I'm like breathe breathe come back be a good example no no you're not no breathe listen <laughs> inhale oh my gosh you like know? you probably yeah you overanalyze because you are the instructor <laughs> right. you're the one out in front of it I, I honestly I would feel the exact same way I think I always thought about that what if I ever taught a class in something um it probably takes a while to get used to right it takes a while to be the yeah. person that is instructing everybody else because yeah, yeah. I think like a lot of what helped uh, and this was like even in my teacher training like I did not choose to get certified for a while only because you know at the time too when I was teaching you know I guess what it was is that there was just something about like a bunch of different like styles and I felt that you know as a dancer first of all that's like my job is to learn choreography and to learn like things to, to very very nuanced things so you know um it wasn't a requirement and anywhere that I had taught like New York Texas like I, I've taught a bunch of different places uh, in Pittsburgh and they always have you kind of audition ahead of time you know and I would tell them flat out, I'd be like look I'm not I'm not certified um, you know and they always ask why I'm like well it's because I didn't want my name after something that I just was not there were just like little things with it. I'm like, I just don't feel like that's something I want. I can put my name with, you know, but I would teach so well. And like with that, they never had an issue with it. Then I finally found like uh, the person that I trained under, it was through yoga lab and state college, but then they trained with uh, Laura Hyman, who is through yoga stream in, um, in New Jersey. And she's fantastic. She's a physical therapist. And it was, it was really nice to have, somebody back stuff up with anatomy because I'm a real like anatomy nerd like that's my you know my thing I love it and that was very like as a teacher I then I as I did like my training I had other people in class like who were in the teacher training and they were like how do you like I remember one girl she she and I were pretty good friends and she's like how do you not feel like uncomfortable and she's in education like she's doing her doctorate in education and I was like you should feel comfortable like you're you know you can up in front of like kids i'm like that's you know that's like scarier, that's scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think what it was is it's been all the years of teaching dance too because i've been doing that since i was in my teens so i have learned like that i have had so much experience with that that i mean and to teach kids dance and then have like i mean to have dance moms. I mean, not to be like, you know, <laughs> there are some great dance moms. I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't downplay, but that is the truth. Though. I mean, you're with people's children. So like yeah. you really have to, so they're always know. watching. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. And I was not always the, the nice teacher. I was like the, the harder one, which is okay. Like I had to learn to be okay with that, you know, and now having like stepkids, that's like tempered me some, which is great, you know, but that is hard as a teacher. You got to like, you got to be okay to, that you're going to mess up. And then I think, too, the more that you do that and, and realize, like, you, you know, be prepared, know who your clientele is. Mm-hmm. You know, they see you as, like, I'm fallible. Like, I'm a human being. <laughs> you know, like, I, I make mistakes all the time. And I'm not afraid to say that, too. Yeah. You know, I talk about my journey with it. And I'm like, I oh, I think it's a super me. important part of the whole thing. Like, yeah. Like, they have to understand that you're also just a person. Yes. Not that they wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Understand that you don't <laughs> yeah. have it all figured out. No, I do. Oh, my gosh. It's a good relatable uh, factor. Yeah, I, d- I don't. And I don't. And I tell, I encourage people to 
like try different like try different places different styles like I've done so many different ones that I mean some of them I mean I probably I don't I couldn't teach that those styles like but it was great because it helped me form the kind of practice that you know that was good for me you know that's yeah. it's really important not to have a narrow focus like you really need to open it up but the good thing about the style that I teach is at the end of the day if you have reservations about which I was finding is actually something that um brought to light just this past month that um, people weren't doing were afraid to do yoga because they felt that they had um, like uh, like their religious like conflict like it was conflicting for them and it's I was crazy right like yeah I didn't even know I had no idea I was like oh and like I was like it's like Buddhist or what is the yeah I think it was um well what was happening was I had it was so weird it was like the span of like like three days that this happened I had um, three different people had come in just to talk to me like at the studio and ask me questions and then like at the end of the conversation it was oh I'm like I'm Christian or whatever you know and I was like oh oh, oh okay cool good, good. yeah that's, that's <laughs> I awesome. didn't know what to say I was like Rad, bro. I'm Christian. I okay I was like that's good I <laughs> well was this like, is yoga so yeah, I don't know uh, I know I was like <laughs> and so by the third one it just all of a sudden it clicked I'm like oh they're like maybe they think that there's like some undertone of right yeah i didn't even know that that would be funny that meditation and yoga like there's the spirituality component to it that people and i guess i mean i get it i mean because i guess before i did both of those things i did think it was like buddhism or it was hinduism it seemed like they're kind of tied into certain religions but they're not like it doesn't have it's not uh, at its core it's not that at all it's just that some religions use those things Mm -hmm. as tools and that's right yeah it's and it's actually that's a really good point like all it's i didn't realize that and i thought and at first I was kind of like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like I had that because, you know, I grew up around this area. I moved away, came back. So like you get you understand like what your demographic is. And the I, way we are. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a this is a thing. I'm like, are you kidding? You know, and then I yeah. and then it was one of those things where I thought like, oh, OK. And like that's that's all right. I don't really know what to do about that. But and then I it, it helped me actually realize that. Oh, I don't, I guess I, instead of like being turned off by it, like my it's husband, an yeah, I was like, I told my husband, he's like, you really want to tackle this? <laughs> he's like, are you sure this is something that you want to like delve into? And I thought, yeah, because it's actually something that this is, I can see this is actual conflict for somebody. And it, yeah. and so I now me personally, when I teach, I am very like, it's very evidence-based. It's on functional movement. I don't bring any of like the spirituality side into it. Yeah. You know, I actually don't uh, teach in Sanskrit either. I mean, like I always tell people if you want me to, if you want to have like a fancy class, like that's, <laughs> you know, I could do that if you'd like, but I don't because, you know, I mean, I don't want to, not to downplay like any other teachers or anything, but you know, some people that turns them off and I think it comes across as pretentious, you know, it's just for some people, not for everybody. So I don't do it because I don't think that it's necessary for how I'm teaching. It's great for other stuff. You know, I've taught classes like that, but, um, the, the people that I had, I was like, well, come into class and you tell me if you feel that, like, if you're uncomfortable, if you have questions, like, you know, and, uh, the meditation part of it, I, I explained at the end that with the singing bowl, you know, and I said like that we bring like our hands to like heart center, kind of like in prayer and uh, say like namaste. Well, I f- was not, um, it, it made me become aware that I should explain what namaste is. like. Wh- and right. I said, you do not have to have your hands like in a prayer position. It's more that I think of it as like almost like a closing kind of thing. I was like, you know, that's okay. You don't even have to say namaste back to me. Uh, it's, you know, it's yeah. really just, it's this a is... signifying of the end. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. DDP yoga, I, yeah. if you're a wrestling fan, you'd know, but Diamond Dallas Page has a diamond. So instead <laughs> of doing your hands together, <laughs> he does a diamond. so awesome. And it's like, it, it's just, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't mean, uh, everybody has to attach symbolism to thing. It's just right. a way no, to finish it up. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it, so it's kind of like, it's like a salutation. Like, you know, if right. that's, that's really like, so, but I think that that was important because I thought, wow, you know, years ago. I probably just would have been like, okay, whatever, like, see you later, you know, but now it's, I think it's where as a teacher, I'm learning that probably my, I wouldn't say my part I struggle with, 
I'm just, um, I do way more of like the science, like, you know, like the concrete side. And I feel that like, like we said before, like it's like moving meditation. So, you know, the spirituality side, you know, I actually, I had a student that asked me a little bit more about, you know, the eight limbs. And I said, yeah, I'll give you, I actually have like info if you want to, like I suggest like books and stuff, because I know that that's like my weaker side. So I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know or be able to like actually like elocute it well enough to really say it, you know? Right. And I actually found a really good article that was about um, like Christianity and yoga because I, I was really curious. I thought, oh boy, that's really, I don't want people to feel like they can't come to class because they have this idea of what, you know, it would be. And I also don't want to put them in the position that they feel uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. that's, you know, so I found it. And uh, it was great. It addressed all the questions that, and I actually ran it by um, my preacher friend because I said, I was like, I don't know enough about this. Is this like, is this okay? Is this like more one side or the other? You know, and like with his like, no pun intended blessing, he was like, yeah, he's like, I think that's a really good way of, of putting it. So now I'm like prepared when people like ask me that. I said, oh, here, like take a look at this and see if that does this answer your questions because I'm not doing it justice. Yeah. You know, I know my, I know my limits, you know, so. It's yeah. a chance for you to educate too, like somebody who yeah. doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, and I think, so let's wrap this episode up, yeah. but I think you should come back again because I wanted to get into like how you got to where you are because you had a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. That kind of oh like yeah. That could be its own. Cover the health field <laughs> yes. and come back to yoga. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. when we were talking before the podcast, I thought that'd be a, a great thing to talk about. But let's save that for the next time because that'd yeah. be more in depth into that. Absolutely. And uh, so if people want to find um, your studio and your social media stuff, how do they find you? Yeah. So my studio is on Allegheny Street, right? It's a 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. So it's right before you get to the Diamond, um, right beside Playtime Pottery, actually. And our social media stuff is just Harlequin Pepper Yoga. So, uh, and just FYI, it's not Harley Quinn. It doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with. Oh, you don't dress like Harley Quinn? Do I don't. Only, you know, sometimes. Fridays, maybe. Has anybody walked yeah. in as the Joker at all trying to take I you have actually <laughs> had teenage kids that have asked me. Really? They're like, are you like, like Harley Quinn? I'm like, no, but do you know why her name is like harlequin because of the it has to do with like the pattern is a harlequin and they're design. like oh shut up lady yeah and they were like most of them are like just nerdy enough that they're like really Squad? yeah that's they're like oh so that's like but they're just there are some kids that do that where they're like yeah whatever and then some kids that are just geeky enough that they're right. like oh cool really that's really cool like it's like that's a whole another dimension <laughs> so I'm like again i'm educating you you know yeah but yeah and um so our stuff's on instagram and then my thing like i said is fancy otter 16 so if you want to watch some of the instructional videos they're on there so and you have an yeah. app store like google yeah uh, so right so this I can't think of the words I'm the, trying to think of. <laughs> sorry so our the studio has you can go through mind body like all of our stuff is through there but we have our own app and it's like harlequin pepper yoga is what you would just you just search so whether it's go what google play is that what the android version for some is? reason i have the your play information store? i can't as i drop it i don't know where because you're a sponsor on the podcast i have all <laughs> your stuff written down <laughs> and then the app store so just look that up and then our um our oh, schedules our schedules on there and our you know everything that you need class description everything like that so yep you got it yeah you nailed it yeah and uh vinyasa <laughs> i wanted to get into vinyasa too so we'll save that for next time yeah just to understand yeah definitely what that means um but aaron thank you so much this is a lot yeah, of fun yeah thank you this we'll, is great we'll chat again yeah absolutely bye everybody see ya yeah baby that's an awesome episode that's so much fun to talk to aaron uh you know i I, I want to say it again at the end of the episode. Guys out there, get involved in yoga. Whether you your wife has to drag you in or you're going to do it yourself. Or, uh, you know, Aaron would be a great teacher to get you over that hurdle of, you know, a lot of guys have a, have a fear of it. Whether because it's just uh, mostly ladies in the class or whether it's because they it hurts too much to stretch or they feel like they should just go hit the weights. Like, you've got to, you've got to supplement tensing up your body with stretching and relaxing your body. I, I believe in that a million percent. So thank you for Aaron for coming in. We're going to be doing more episodes with her uh, definitely down the road. So make sure you stay tuned for those. Shout out to the Clay Cup, another sponsor on the podcast at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona. She brings the coffee and the creativity together. That's the great part of the Clay Cup. So you can go in and get your drinks, get your teas, get some food, but also uh, you can fire 
your own pottery in her kiln. You design the pottery, you paint it yourself, fire it in the kiln, you can take it home with you. There's also uh, the pottery painting hours, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays from 1 until close. She teaches watercoloring classes. Trade Secrets comes down there. Steph from Trade Secrets will come down and teach bath bomb classes on occasion. Uh, it's, it's like the ultimate hangout spot for central Pennsylvania. It's an eclectic mix of great human beings. Run by a great human, Sarah Vogel, the Clay Cup. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. If you want to be a part of the show, all you've got to do is message me on Facebook, Instagram, Rob Z Radio, or go to robzradio.com. Peace out. That's brutal.